Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'ah. Allahumme erinel hakka hakkan ve erzukna ittiba'a ve erinel batıla batılan ve erzukna ictinabe. Rabbi işrah li sadri ve yessir li emri ve ahlul uqdeten min lisani yefkahu kavli. Esselamu aleyküm ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, as a reminder, a rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today will be posted at this website too. And that text is the 29th letter, or rather the second treatise of the 29th letter, which is on Ramadan. We are in the month of Ramadan and we are reading the treatise on Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. This treatise is composed of nine uh, points, nine rather subtle points, as Ustad Nursi called them. Nukte is the word. And we read through the um, we read the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth ones today, inshallah. We will continue with the sixth. At the beginning of this treatise, Ustad Nursi says, Having discussed some, uh, to some extent the tokens of Islam at the end of the first section, so this is the second treatise in the 29th letter, and in the, at the end of the first uh, treatise, uh, there was this, this, this discussion about the tokens of Islam, about aspects, practices of Islam that indicate that a person or a uh, community is Muslim. And we had a lengthier discussion of this in the first episode of this uh, treatise, uh, two episodes back. Having discussed to some extent the tokens of Islam at the end of the first section, in this section, which will be about the noble, noble Ramadan, the most brilliant and magnificent one among those tokens, some of the wisdoms of the noble Ramadan will be mentioned. The second section comprises nine subtle points that expound nine out of many wisdoms of the noble Ramadan. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'anu hudan lin-nasi wa bayyinatin min al-huda wal-furqan. In the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver. It was in the month of Ramadan that the Quran was sent down as guidance for mankind, clear messages giving guidance and distinguishing between right and wrong. This is from uh, the 285th verse of the second chapter, Surah Al-Baqarah, of the Quran. So this whole treatise is a commentary on this verse, especially, I feel, on the word Huda. Right, guidance. What is the guidance in Ramadan for us, the human beings? And in this context, Ustad Nursi writes about, or say, uh, rather uh, talks about, because he usually uh, dictated his lessons to the people around him. He talked to them. He he. 
taught them and they wrote it down and that also reflects on the text the narrative from time to time if, if you know sometimes pretty colloquial uh, language a language that is uh, you know closer to spoken language than written language uh, but we need to take that in, take that into consideration and try to understand inshallah so in that context of uh, the guidance of Ramadan, Ustad Nursi talked about, uh, has been talking about in this treatise, various wisdoms in the command of fasting in the month of Ramadan. The sixth subtle point is going to be another one of those wisdoms. So we start, Bismillah. Altıncınukta, sixth subtle point. Ramazan-ı Şerif'in sıyamı, Kur'an-ı Hakim'in nüzulüne baktığı cihetle ve Ramazan-ı Şerif, Kur'an-ı Hakim'in en mühim zamanı nüzulü olduğu cihetindeki çok hikmetlerinden birisi şudur ki, One of the wisdoms with regard to the wise Quran being sent down during the noble Ramadan and the noble Ramadan being a most significant time in the revelation of the wise Quran is this. So at the beginning we said, you know, the, the Ramadan is the month of the Quran and this has many ramifications. We try to increase our engagement with the, with the Quran in this month. And that means increasing our recitation of the Quran, increasing our effort to understand the Quran, right? But, you know, another aspect of it that we mentioned is increasing our effort to embody the message of the Quran. And what is that message? First and foremost, monotheism, Tawheed. And we talked about that before. Here we will talk about another aspect of, or other aspects of Ramadan being the month of the Quran, inshallah. Quran Hakim, madem şehri Ramazan'da nüzul etmiş, o Quran'ın zamanı nüzulünü istihzar ile O semavi hitabı hüsnü istikbal etmek için Ramazan-ı Şerif'te nefsin hacat-ı süfliyesinden ve malaniyat halattan tecerrüt ve ekl ve şürbün terkiyle melekiyet vaziyetine benzemek ve bir surette o Kur'an'ı yeni nazil oluyor gibi okumak ve dinlemek ve ondaki hitabat-ı ilahiyeyi güya geldiği anın nüzulünde dinlemek Ve o hitabı Resul-i Ekrem'den aleyhissalatu vesselam işitiyor gibi dinlemek, belki Cebrail'i, belki Hazreti Cebrail'den, belki mütekellimi ezeliden dinliyor gibi bir kutsi halete mazhar olur. Ve kendisi tercümanlık edip başkasına dinlettirmek ve Kur'an'ın hikmeti nüzulünü bir derece göstermektir. Since the wise Quran, or the all wise Quran, the Quran that is full of wisdoms, has been sent down in the month of Ramadan. <clears throat> One is graced with sacred states upon preparing for the time of that Quran's descent. So here we are commemorating the, the descent, the sending down of the Quran. We need to prepare for it. If we were expecting a guest in our house, of course we would you know, tidy the house up, perhaps prepare some dishes, tidy ourselves up right if we you know if you need to take a shower we would take a shower we would put up put the you know best clothes the 
most welcome clothes on ourselves we would like to be a welcoming we would like to create a welcoming environment in our house so the quran then is like a guest that is that has come to our world and this is the commemoration of its arrival its descent to our world right therefore we want to prepare for it one is graced with sacred states upon preparing for the time of that quran's descent in order to welcome so one is graced with sacred states when one prepares in order to welcome the quran that heavenly address in the noble ramadan how by freeing oneself from meaningless states and acquiring resemblance to the angelic condition through the cessation of eating and drinking so how do we prepare ourselves to welcome the quran one we free ourselves from meaningless states useless things of no benefit that we keep doing throughout our lives taking our you know cell phone and checking our uh you know social media whatsapp or instagram or whatever you know, every 15 minutes checking our email every half an hour uh you know idle chatter things that do not give any benefit to us but we keep doing out of habit right this is a time this is a time to take account of ourselves to review our daily lives our routines and try to see if or rather how much useless useless nonsense is filling it with how much useless nonsense we have filled it and then we try to eliminate that we try to free ourselves from those meaningless states and we try to acquire resemblance, resemblance to the angelic condition through the cessation of eating and drinking. So why angelic condition? Because angels do not need to eat or drink. But they also have risk. They, all, they, are, they are also being provided. They, you know, they like, for instance, beautiful smells, right? But they are not subject to the material necessities that we are subject to. And theirs is a loftier state right loftier in the sense that we are stuck down here on material in the materiality of our world right and they are more subtle beings they are loftier beings and because of that subtlety they have access to realms to which we do not have access now this is not uh, to mean that the material existence that we have is worthless and uh, doesn't have any virtue etc no that is not the case in, in paradise inshallah we will have material existence but that will be a material existence that will be becoming of the paradise there will be no waste for instance in the particular material existence that we are in we have a lot of waste we consume things some of it we get the benefit from and some of it we have to extract because well that's the conditions of the materiality that we are living in right but the angelic condition you don't need to consume you know 
the, the way we consume like food drink so uh, some saints of God for instance and some prophets and messengers of God were given were graced with this or are given uh, and are graced with this uh, this state in which they can to some extent free themselves of the the conditions of the world and acquire this angelic state or angelic condition right so by not eating and drinking we don't become angels but we acquire a state that resembles that angelic condition which is more becoming of our uh, you know task in the month of ramadan to welcome the the, the quran and also so what else do we do in order to you know, welcome the Quran and also how do we prepare ourselves for that? And also upon reading and listening to that Quran, right? So this is also uh, a cause or a uh, condition for us to be graced with those sacred states, right? Upon reading and listening to that Quran, we are going to welcome it right we are preparing ourselves for for it for the quran right what better way to do so than to actually taking it in our hands the mushaf in our hands and reading it looking at it kissing it loving it hugging it up being filled with its love and then also trying to understand and and implement its message Right? upon reading and listening to that Quran in a way as if it is newly being sent down. Now imagine the Quran is newly being sent down. The time of the Prophet Revelation is continuing. Whatever problems we have, we can look forward to consolation from, from God. When the Prophet ﷺ passed away, yes, of course, the companions were sorrowful, sad. They had lost their beloved. They had lost the beloved of all creation. They had lost the beloved of the Creator. But they were also sad that the that revelation had come to an end. They were living in that moment, fresh, fresh, powerful. The message was, you know, in its in its most powerful state, and they had hearts they they that were able to receive that powerful message, right? Now we are not there. We are not living in the astral saada, and we are not living in the time of felicity, the age of felicity. But we can try to imagine ourselves. We can try to take that state in which we imagine the companions of the Prophet ﷺ were. We can try to emulate them. Right? Reading and listening. And listen here also includes heeding the message of to that Quran in a way as if it is nearly being sent down and listening to the divine addresses as though at the moment of their descent, as if listening to that address from the noble messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we can try to imagine ourselves in that state. Rather, right, 
as if listening from our master Gabriel. So that was the Prophet وسلم, who was listening to the revelation from Gabriel, Jibreel السلام. We can try to imagine that. And yet rather from the pre-eternal speaker, God, from God, we can try to imagine ourselves how must it be, you know, what kind of reference, tranquility, um, readiness, attention that Jibreel السلام, must be in as he is given the verses of the Quran to convey to the Prophet what kind of oh must he be in we can try to imagine that and we can try to emulate that we can try to put our heart in a state in which it would be it would be worthy of that message worthy of receiving that message of the Quran and doing this trying to put ourselves in that in the state trying to rid ourselves of of the worthless nonsense that fills our routines trying to acquire that angelic condition by you know through the cessation of eating and drinking and other things other things that are also uh, you know animalistic and we will talk in more detail about that and listening to the quran reading and listening to the quran as if it is being revealed right now doing all of these is also to be an interpreter for others to listen and to show the wisdom of the quran's descent to some extent why because actions speak louder than words if we were we were the believers the muslims if we were able to condition ourselves before the Quran in a way that the Quran deserves then the world would be following us because they would see they would see that is one of the secrets in that the the companions uh, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you know according to some cal calculations 124,000 over 100,000 the ones that we know are by name are less right but let's say 150,000 people how they spread to the entire world the the known world of their time or the world as it was known to them from east to west south and north within a few decades how they spread Islam Their actions were speaking louder than their words. They were emulating the Quran. They were living the Quran. They were emulating the one whose character was the Quran. The Prophet ﷺ, right? His character was the Quran, as Aisha radiallahu anha, our mother, told us. Evet, Ramazan-ı Şerif'te güya alem İslam bir mescid hükmüne geçiyor. Öyle bir mescid ki milyonlarla hafızlar o Mescid-i Ekber'in köşelerinde o Kur'an'ı hitab-ı semavi arzılara eşittiriyorlar. Her Ramazan, şehr-ü Ramazan'ın lezî unzile fîhil-i Kur'an ayetini 
nurani parlak bir tarzda gösteriyor. Ramazan Kur'an ayı olduğunu ispat ediyor. O cemaat uzmanın sair efradları bazıları huşu ile o hafızları dinlerler, diğerleri kendi kendine okurlar. Yes, in the noble Ramadan, it is as though the world of Islam becomes a mosque in effect. The entire world, right? And on the entire world, the physical world, anywhere, anywhere, there are Muslims. If there is one Muslim who has somehow traveled to Antarctica and reciting the Quran there now, that is part of the world of Islam. Right? It is as though the world of Islam becomes a mosque. Such a mosque that millions of Quran memorizers have the denizens of the world hear the Quran. That heavenly address in the corners of that great mosque. And who are the denizens of the world? It is not only human beings. It is the jinn. It is the angels. It is the plants. It is the rocks. It is the animals. You know, based on prophetic traditions, we know that, um, for instance, the places that we pray will testify that we prayed there. Now, the places that we pray are, you know, carpets, rocks, brick, pieces of wood, you know, the, the constructions, whatever the, the, the construction is made of, or whatever the ground on which we, we play, prayed. They are immaterial beings, but they will testify how. Right? There is an aspect of all of these things. There is a dimension of all of these things in which consciousness is possible. And we talked about this before. One way to explain this, one way to understand this is that there are these appointed angels and trusted angels. These things are entrusted to, to various angels who, uh, who guide them, guide the molecules, the atoms, the elements, the plants, the animals, the rocks, the trees, the clouds, the stars, and also present the glorifications of each and every one of these things, and they each glorify God in their peculiar ways. They present those, uh, those glorifications to God. So when we recite the Quran, when we read the Quran, right? The, when the believers recite the Quran and the sound of the Quran reverberates in the atmosphere, right? The denizens of the world hear that Quran. They are filled with joy. That heavenly address in the corners of that great mosque. Every Ramadan shows the verse Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an It was in the month of Ramadan that the Qur'an was sent down in a luminous and brilliant way and proves that Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an and therefore we all believers around the world try to increase our engagement with it and that there is baraka in this, there is effusion in this, that we are all um, we can all feel in our own 
ourselves that in this month we either have a higher um, higher urge to engage the Quran or we can also see that our efforts to engage the Quran have more blessing in it right so as a result the the month of Ramadan becomes the month of the Quran even more so among the other members of the tremendous congregation right some listen to those memorizers of the Quran because you know in this mosque of the uh, the world of Islam it is the people who have memorized the Quran the Huffad who recite it and others who have not memorized it right either you know listen to those memorizers or in a state of reference that's important they either listen to those memorizers in a state of reference you know a love and fear put together right? reverence and others recite on their own perhaps silently so some have better voice some don't have better voice but it doesn't matter because the measure here is not how good the voice is the measure is what is in the heart with how much sincerity is one listening or reading the Quran with how much reverence is one holding the Quran şöyle bir vaziyetteki bir mescid-i mukaddeste nefsi süfliğinin hevesatına tabi olup yemek içmek, içmekle o vaziyeti nuraniden çıkmak ne kadar çirkinse ve o mesciddeki cemaatin manevi nefretine ne kadar hedef ise Öyle de Ramazan-ı Şerif'te ehl-i sıyama muhalefet edenler de o derece umum alemi İslam'ın manevi nefretine ve tahkirine hedeftir. Now at the beginning we said that in this uh, subtle point uh, we will talk about one of the wisdoms uh, with regard to the wise Quran being sent down during the month of uh, noble Ramadan and the noble Ramadan being a most significant, significant time in the revelation of the wise Quran and one of the uh, aspects of the noble Ramadan that is you know, most conspicuous that we all identify it with is fasting therefore fasting must also have to do something with the month of Ramadan being the month of the Quran how this is how Ustad Nursi explains it in this paragraph however ugly it is to follow the lowly soul's desires and thus exit that luminous condition in such a holy mosque by eating and drinking so imagine you are at the mosque all the congregation are sitting you know properly on their knees the half of the quran reciter memorizer is is is reciting quran you know everybody's all the all the hearts all the spirits have melted they are listening to the quran they are in, in a state of awe and reverence and you are there too and you are thinking mm, that you know fried chicken that I ate last night it was really good let me let me let me go grab another one whatever you grab it let me go grab another one and you know you you you, you come and you know start you're eating your chicken and then you know they're listening to the Quran as if as if this is you know an entertainment hall or something where people eat and and listen to you know entertaining music no the quran is not entertaining music 
the Quran calls for reference. So however, however ugly it is to follow the lowly soul's desires, and thus exit that luminous condition in such a holy mosque, the world of Islam is a holy mosque in the month of Ramadan, by eating and drinking, however much this would be the target of the metaphysical hatred of the congregation in that mosque, like you can imagine like people, you know, giving you these like side glances and perhaps, you know, some who are more outgoing, you know, looking at directly and, you know, you can see the contempt in their eyes. Perhaps some come to you and say like, what are you doing? This is not the place to, you know, eat and drink now. This is not entertainment. We are, we are, we are providing nutrition to our souls and hearts, to our spirits. Come to your senses, right? So however ugly it is to follow the lowly soul's desires and thus exit that luminous condition in such a holy mosque by eating and drinking, and however much this would be the target of the metaphysical hatred of the congregation in that mosque, likewise, to that extent, those who violate the fast in the noble Ramadan become the target of hatred and disdain of the entire world of Islam. The fast in the noble Ramadan, right, need to be respected. This is the month of the Quran, and everything associated with the month of the Quran is honorable, is noble. And the fast is a token of the month of Ramadan, as the month of the Ramadan is a token of Islam. And so is the fasting a token of Islam. Therefore, it is not to be violated. Now, this doesn't mean that, you know, people who are sick, who are weak, who are traveling, who have the permission to not fast, you know, are not allowed to do so. No, we have no contempt for them. We have no dis disdain for them because they are not violating. Violation is when you have you to take something when you don't have the permission to take it, to do something when you don't have the permission to do it. Sick people, traveling people, you know, women in their uh, certain circumstances, they have the permission not to fast. Right? But even in that case, it would be better for them to, you know, if they have to eat, to, to eat, uh, you know, secretly without showing it, right? To respect the sanctity of this month and the fast in this month. It used to be that, and this is again, this again relates to uh, Ramadan and fasting of Ramadan being tokens of Islam. It used to be that if you, you know, went to a Muslim community, a Muslim, I'm not going to say country, but a you know, neighborhood, because, you know, Muslims and non-Muslims lived together side by side, you, you would not see anybody eating or drinking and perhaps even more importantly, and this is something that I have heard uh, from my parents, but I did not witness myself. Uh, you know, I'm from Turkey, I from the city of Ankara, and the city of Ankara has this, uh, you know, bazaar, this marketplace called Saman Pazar, it's a hay, hay market, right? Uh, it, it, it, in my childhood, it was, uh, you know, filled with small shops, left and right on a uh, you know, long hill, hillside. Uh, there were lots of non-Muslim shopkeepers there, mostly Greeks, 
and some Armenians, they too would, out of their respect for the fasting of the, the Muslims, the majority of Muslims, not eat openly in the month of Ramadan. You know, they would eat, of course, and it's, it's, there's, there's nothing that should prevent them from eating, eat and drink, but you know, if they were eating, they would go to the back of the shop and hide behind something and then eat there. Right? And this is the beauty of uh, you know, believers of Islam and believers of other religions being able to live together. This is in our in in, in our you know tradition. This is in our history. It did happen. There were times that when it, that was violated, but the norm. This is the norm, right? Everybody respects la ikraha fitin. There is no coercion in religion. Everybody respects each other's religion and faith and customs and so on and so forth. At any rate, open violation of the fast. Open intended violation of the fast in the noble Ramadan it deserves to be the target of the hatred and disdain of the entire world of Islam. It is not something to be taken lightly. It is not just an individual choice. It is a token of Islam. It is something that we need in order to maintain Islam, in order to preserve the religion. Inshallah. Yedinci nükte. We are moving on to the next subtle point. Seventh subtle point. Ramazan'ın siyamı dünyada ahiret için ziraat ve ticaret etmeye gelen nevi insanın kazancına baktığı cihetteki çok hikmetlerden bir hikmeti şudur ki. So what is the next wisdom that we will be looking at? One of the many wisdoms of fasting in Ramadan With regard to the acquisitions of the humankind who come to this world in order to cultivate it for the hereafter and engage in it in otherworldly trade, is this. So human beings are here. We found ourselves here. We came here. We were not here. We are here. Therefore, we came here. What did we come here for? Is it to live however long we live and then disappear and become elements? again acquire nothing or is it to acquire something our understanding and what makes sense what rationally makes sense and what is corroborated by the by the divine message is that we are here to acquire things for another world that is to come the hereafter so there are wisdoms that that pertain to this reality the acquisitions of the humankind what do human beings acquire here right by using this world as a cultivating field as the prophet وسلم, told us in a prophetic tradition this world is the cultivating field of the hereafter and by engaging in it in otherworldly trade which is implied in you know, various verses in the Quran. What do we acquire? How do we cultivate this world? And how can we do a good trade, a profitable trade? And what is the uh, what what what does this have to do with Ramadan? Let's read. Ramazan-ı Şerif'te sevab-ı amal bir rebindir. 
so I, I'll read the entire paragraph but from the from the very beginning this makes it clear during the noble Ramadan the reward for deeds is a thousand to one Ramazan şerifte sevabı amal bire bindir Kur'an hakimin nasıl hadisle her bir harfinin on sevabı var on hasene yazılır on meyve cennet getirir Ramazan-ı Şerif'te her bir harfin on değil bin ve ayetül kursi gibi ayetlerin her bir harfi binler ve Ramazan-ı Şerif'in cumalarında daha ziyadedir. Ve Leyla-i Kadir'de otuz bin hasene sayılır. Evet her bir harfi otuz bin baki meyveler veren Kur'an-ı Hakim öyle bir nurani şecere itubâ hükmüne geçiyor ki milyonlarla o baki meyveleri Ramazan-ı Şerif'te müminlere kazandırır. İşte gel bu kutsi, ebedi, karlı ticarete bak. Seyret ve düşün ki bu hurufatın kıymetini takdir etmeyenler ne derece hadsiz bir hasarette olduğunu anla. So this is a month in which the returns have inc- are, you know, are more. There are more returns. It's really profitable. This is really a good season to do business. You put one, you get a thousand. During the noble Ramadan, the reward for deeds is a thousand to one. According to the prophetic traditions, each letter of the wise Quran has 10 rewards. And this is what the Prophet ﷺ told us. Recite the Quran. For each letter that you are reciting, you get 10 rewards. And it is not, you know, uh, it, you know it is not each word, each letter. So, Elif is a letter. Lam is a letter. Mim is a letter. Right? So, it's not Alhamd. You know, that is several letters, right? It is, you know, Alhamd, five letters. So you say Alhamd or Alhamdu in the Fatiha, the beginning of the Quran, you say Alhamdu and you get 50 rewards for those five letters. So the Quran then is itself a multiplier. So the, the month of Ramadan is a multiplier and the Quran itself is a, a multiplier too. So what if you recited the Quran in the month of Ramadan? According to the prophetic traditions, each letter of the wise Quran has 10 rewards. It counts as 10 good deeds and yields 10 fruits of paradise. We don't know what exactly that you know fruit of paradise is, but we know that it's going to have yields in paradise. We say subhanallah here, we eat subhanallah in the in, in paradise. And that subhanallah that we will eat in paradise is going to be more delicious than anything that we can ever imagine to eat, to be eating in this world. It counts as 10 good deeds, 10 rewards. During the noble Ramadan, each letter has not 10, but a thousand. Right? Because Ramadan is multiplying, it's increasing it a you know, thousandfold. Some verses, such as the verse of the throne, this is the 255th uh, verse of Surah Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Quran that starts with Allahu la ilaha illahu al hayyul qayyum. Right? Some verses like this have thousands, not a thousand, but thousands of rewards. And this is even more on the Fridays of the noble Ramadan. Why? Because you know, Friday itself is a multiplier. So multiplier on top of multiplier on top of multiplier. On the night of power, Laylatul Qadr, and we don't know exactly what night it is, 
the, the Prophet وسلم, encouraged us to look for it on, uh, you know, in the month of Ramadan, then you know there is high, there is a high, very high likelihood that it is, it may be in the ten last last ten nights of Ramadan, but it can also move. So every night of Ramadan and every year actually, but every especially every night of Ramadan, we we look for the night of power. But if we can't find it, if we can't find it, right? Each letter counts as thirty thousand good deeds on that night, because in the Quran God said that Laylatul Qadr Khairun Min Al The night of power is better than a thousand months. And a thousand months, assuming each month to be 30 days, amounts to 30,000 days. So we are our multiplier on that night is 30,000. You say, you say Alif. This is the first letter of uh, the Khuruf Muqatta, the, the letters at the beginning of Surah Al. Baqarah, right? Alif, Lam, Mim. This is the first verse. And Alif in there is one letter. You say Alif, of course, with the intention to recite it as Quran. You get 30,000 good deeds. You get 30,000 fruits of paradise. What does that mean? We can't even imagine. Yes, the wise Quran, each of whose letters yields 30,000 everlasting fruits, becomes a luminous two by three in effect and causes the believers to earn millions of everlasting fruits during the noble Ramadan. Two by three is a tree that we understand from prophetic traditions that grows in paradise. Uh, according to some narrations, it may be growing upside down, uh, but what really matters is that it is very big. You know, a horseman might be riding in the shade of that tree and keeps riding and riding and riding and won't be able to finish in hundreds of years. So big a tree and so blessed and luminous. We don't know exactly what it is. Of course, these are, you know, matters of affairs of the other world for which we do not have uh, exact measures, but we compare that to, to what we know here. We use what we have here in order to try to comprehend what it means. What is a tree? Imagine a uh, beautiful, sunny, but really sunny, really bright and really hot day. Imagine yourself walking in the desert, for instance. You walk and walk and walk and walk and you see a, an oasis and you get to the oasis and there are these beautiful trees with, with wide branches and dense shade. You enter and all of a sudden it is cool. It is cool to your body, to your touch, and it's cool to your eyes. You, the, the, the dazing light of the sun is also moderated in there. Right? It is pleasant. So that two-bar tree is this pleasant thing. It is this enjoyment, joy of paradise. And it is full of fruits if ramadan right um in the ramadan the wise quran each of whose letters yields thirty thousand everlasting fruits becomes a luminous two by three 
and causes the believers to earn millions of everlasting fruits during the noble Ramadan. Imagine how much Quran recitation is happening in this month. How much you are reciting the Quran. And how many rewards you are earning with that. Millions, millions and millions and millions. And put the rewards that all believers are earning. It is the month of Ramadan. It is the effusion. It is the faith. It is the um, outpouring blessing, overflowing blessing that God, out of His His munificence, puts into this month, and and gives us as an opportunity here. Here, this day is the day for doing business. Don't miss it. This day, the multiplier is very high. If you are among the earners, you earn big. So we need to try to earn. Here, come, look at this sacred, eternal, and profitable trade. Observe this situation and think. And think so that you understand what an unlimited loss that those who fail to appreciate the value of these letters are suffering. Don't think, do not think that you know, reading the Quran, just this, you know, monotonous uttering of words. No, it is a tremendous thing. It is God's word. And it is God who willed to put this blessing in the, in the letters of the Quran. It's all in his hand. He decided, he willed to do so. And he told us that he is doing. So all that befalls us to is to, to, do our best, do our utmost in order to benefit from it. Maybe benefit from it. But this is not only for the Quran. The, the Quran is multiplier over multiplier. But for all good deeds, the month of Ramadan is a month where, where the coefficient is higher. İşte Ramazan-ı Şerif adeta bir ahiret ticareti için gayet karlı bir meşer, bir pazardır. Ve uhrevi hasılat için gayet münbit bir zemindir. Ve neşf-i nemai amal için bahardaki ma'i nisandır. Saltanat-ı rububiyet-i ilahiyeye karşı ubudiyet-i beşeriyenin resmi geçit yapmasına en parla kutsi bir bayram hükmündedir. Hence, the noble Ramadan is, as it were, an utterly profitable display hall and a marketplace for the trade of the hereafter. A display hall that where you would take your goods and display them and sell them, right? Or a marketplace. You go there and the profits are really high there. You know, in in in in the other marketplace, you take your goods and you know if you if it cost you two dollars, you can sell it for three dollars. In this marketplace, you can sell it for two thousand dollars, and there are there's a customer. There are there are buyers, right? You can increase the the prices are really high here. So the, the profit margin is really high here. It is the, the noble Ramadan. It is an utterly profitable display hall and a marketplace for the trade of the hereafter. But of course, this is for the trade of the hereafter, not if you are you know you are chasing worldly trade. No. Stop everything else to the extent that you you reasonably can and engage in this trade because this is the time to profit 
to profit for for good not to profit uh, to, to, uh, not not to profit to acquire things that are not going to last but to profit for things of things that are going to last it is an utterly fertile ground to reap otherworld otherworldly yields and there are some grounds there is there is some land some some soil you plant a a seed let's say a seed of wheat and you get a hundredfold hundred seeds from the growing of the plant that's good that's fertile but this one ramadan right you get one to a thousand so if you were getting a hundred there here you will get a hundred thousand come cultivate this this soil this field this is a really fertile field don't miss it it is the april showers for the flourishing of deeds in april when it rains as it is mashallah it is april and it is raining where i am i am now when it rains that really um, nurtures plants uh, especially grains right if it rains in april and then starts the, the sun comes out and shines in may and june the grains will have really good yield it is the april showers for the flourishing of deeds it is in effect a most brilliant and sacred celebration for the parade of the humankind's worshipful slavehood before the royal power of divine lordship this is the time this is the time to go before your lord with your worshipful slavehood assuming assuming your worshipful slavehood to stand before him and to worship him to show your respect for him your love for him your awe of him your your desire and and gratitude desire for and gratitude for being his but nobody else's his slave ve öyle olduğundan yemek içmek gibi nefsin gafletle hayvani hacatına ve malayani ve hevaperestane müştehiyata girmemek için oruçla mükellef olmuş. Güya muvakkaten hayvaniyetten çıkıp melekiyet vaziyetine veyahut ahiret ticaretine girdiği için dünyevi hacatını muvakkaten bırakmakla uhrevi bir adam ve tecessüden tezahür etmiş bir ruh vaziyetine girerek salmi ile samediyete bir nevi aynedarlık etmektir. And because this is so, because noble Ramadan is such a profitable marketplace or fertile ground, or in April showers or a you know sacred celebration to to present your worship to your Lord, right? And because this is so, the human being has become accountable to fast in order to avoid the lower soul's needs that become animalistic due to heedlessness and its meaningless appetites that indulge vain desires so you know in order to profit here in this month you need to to you know you need to uh, concentrate your, your effort in the trade there are certain parts of the year certain seasons of the years where farmers are really busy they work day and night day and night they need to you know till that land in time and sow the seed in time before the rains fall so that 
the seed can germinate in time and come out and benefit from the sun so it's about timing it's about it's, it's about also place right in this if, if you have this if, if this field is allocated to you this year you are going to work hard to get it right this is about timing this is about picking the place this is the time and place for the trade of the hereafter now if you are going to focus on the trade of the hereafter at this time and at this place you need to move yourself away you need to distance yourself from certain other things and because this is so the human being has become accountable to fast or this is one of the wisdoms of course in order to avoid the lower soul's needs that become animalistic due to heedlessness now the, the lower soul has lots of needs and those needs can be turned into means of worship how i get hungry i find food that fills my heart with gratitude i eat i taste the taste is delicious the pleasure that i receive in itself carries a meaning of gratitude and then i articulate that in my thoughts and in my words and say alhamdulillah i'm grateful to my lord praise be to my lord what a beautiful blessing this is i would not be able to acquire it by myself it is my lord from whom this is i recognize my lord as the provider so in all of these the need of my lower soul for food that my hunger was a means for worship but but we can't always attain this we are human we forget we fall into heedlessness and because of heedlessness that act of eating turns turns into an, an animal act an animalistic act and this is okay for animals because they do they are not given the intellect the heart the imagination the conscience etc that we are given and therefore they are not accountable for them their worship is to enjoy when the sheep eats the grass and it is tasty it, it enjoys it that is its gratitude that enjoyment is the gratitude carries the meaning of gratitude for the sheep but for me i need to pass beyond that when i don't pass beyond that i waste my faculties the faculties that i should be using the the, the capital the equipment that i should be using for my otherworldly trade and otherworldly cultivation now i lose it right so to avoid that to avoid the lower soul's needs that become animalistic due to heedlessness and also its meaningless appetites that indulge vain desires we don't only eat because we are uh, we, we, we are trying to preserve our existence we eat for the taste we eat more than what we need not only in terms of quantity but also in terms of quality a morsel of bread is enough to keep the you know, man's back straight right a little bit of nutrition is sufficient for us to survive but we eat way more than what we need for survival well that is a lot of faculty and equipment that is being wasted 
that could have been used for other purposes in this blessed month when the multiplier is really high right so fasting then is a blessing from our lord to increase our yield otherworldly yield by concentrating our effort by concentrating our uh, faculties and equipment on what they are actually for because the human being temporarily leaves animality being an animal and acquires an angelic condition or enters upon the trade of the hereafter it is as though by leaving one's worldly needs temporarily one takes on the condition of an otherworldly person and a spirit appearing in body and thus one holds a kind of mirror to eternal besottedness samadhiya with his fasting samad is one of the most beautiful names of god it is usually translated as eternal besought one but what it actually means is someone who is in need of nothing and everybody is in need of for everything ramadan is an opportunity for us and especially fasting in ramadan is an opportunity for us to recognize that we are all in need of him and he is in need of nothing if we have him we have everything and if we lose him we lose everything we have nothing right so through this recognition in the month of ramadan by by shedding shedding our heedlessness by leaving our heedlessness behind through fasting cultivating our sense of awareness of our neediness for him and his mercy in fulfilling our needs we hold a kind of mirror to his samadhiya to him being the eternally besought one evet Ramazan-ı Şerif bu fani dünyada fani ömür içinde ve kısa bir hayatta baki bir ömür ve uzun bir hayatı bakiyeyi tazammun eder, kazandırır. Evet, bir tek Ramazan 80 sene bir ömür semeratını kazandırabilir. Leyla-i Kadir ise nasıl Kur'an ile bin aydan daha hayırlı olduğu bu sırra bir hücceti katıadır. Yes, the noble Ramadan entails and makes one earn in this world entails and makes one earn in this world and within this temporal lifespan however long each person lives and short life an everlasting lifespan and a long and lasting life you live let's say 50 years but in that 50 years is included through ramadan an everlasting lifespan and a long and lasting life yes a single Ramadan can make one earn the fruits of an 80-year-long span of life. Remember we said the, month, the, the night of power is better than uh, a thousand months. That corresponds to 80 years. Yes, a single Ramadan, but that does not have to. Can make. Can make one earn the fruits of an 80-year-long span of life. So there is the opportunity. And the opportunity is for those who take advantage of it, who succeed in taking taking advantage of it, maybe be among the successful ones. 
that the night of power is better than a thousand months according to the Quran offers a definitive evidence for the secret that the Ramadan can make one earn the fruits of fruits of an 80 year long span of life and more if you if you hit the night of power <clears throat> and were aware of it and you spent it in worship right you earn the fruits of 80 the an 80 year long span of life it is as if you worshipped continually non-stop for 80 years one night subhanallah what munificence what generosity our lord has in addition to that then ramadan is 30 days that is one night it can help you it can make you earn a lot more than 80 000, 80 years and also this is about our ikhlas our uh, sincerity and purpose the purity of our intention that is another coefficient so this is the time to profit this is the time to profit we need to focus we need to take advantage of it evet nasıl ki bir padişah mündeti saltanatında belki her senede ya cülusu hümayun namıyla veyahut başka bir şaşalı cilveyi saltanatına mazhar bazı günleri bayram yapar raiyetini o günde umumi kanunlar dairesinde değil belki hususi ihsanatına ve perdesiz huzuruna ve has iltifatına ve fevkalade icraatına ve doğrudan doğruya layık ve sadık milletini has teveccühüne mazhar eder. Öyle de ezel ve ebed sultanı olan 18 bin alemin padişahı Zülcelali, o 18 bin aleme bakan, teveccüh eden, ferman-ı alişanı olan Kur'an Hakimi Ramazan-ı Şerif'te inzal eylemiş. Elbette o Ramazan mahsus bir bayram-ı ilahi ve bir meşer-i rabbani ve bir meclis-i ruhani hükmüne geçmek muktezai hikmettir. Yes, in the way that during his reign, or in fact every year, a sultan designates the, the day of his enthronement, or some other days that are graced, graced by the splendid ramifications of his royal power, to be days of celebration. And on that day, on that day of celebration, he graces his subjects not within the confines of general laws, but with his special bestowals, unveiled presents, personal favors, and extraordinary acts, and he turns to his deserving and loyal nation, loyal people, with his personal attention. So this is what sultans do, what kings do, the kings of the world do. In the Ottoman period, for instance, uh, when a sultan came to throne, right, the father died, the next in in, uh, in line became the king, it was called Julus, sitting, enthronement. And, you know, at the, on the day of the Julus, on the, on the day of the celebrations of Julus, enthronement, the king would be munificent, generous, keep giving, distribute money, distribute goods, right? Imagine a celebration like that this is what the kings of the world do in like fashion the majestic emperor of the 18,000 realms who is the sultan of pre-eternity and post-eternity has sent down the wise quran which is a glorious decree looking to those 18,000 realms and facing them during the noble ramadan of course 
wisdom calls for that Ramadan to become in effect a divine celebration, a lordly display, and a spiritual assembly. So if that is what worldly kings do, what does God do? Who is God? The majestic emperor. Padishah is the word used in Turkish. So a, a sultan over sultans. A majestic emperor of the 18,000 realms. And this is a number that is mentioned in the literature, often mentioned in the literature. It is, uh, you know, they say in Turkish, it indicates uh, you know, multitude, many, many realms. Um, you know, some people make some calculations. For instance, uh, each day is around for every person. Uh, if a person comes of age, becomes an adult at age 15 and lives on average, let's say, 65 years, that is 50 years and, you know, multiply that, you have 18,000, you, you see 18,000 uh, realms in your lifetime, etc., etc. There are many narrations about this so 18,000 realms does not necessarily mean that there are only 18,000 realms it is probably more than that god knows how, how many and it also depends on how you classify them so for instance if you um if you classify them as the seen realm as and the unseen realm then you have two realms right so the majestic emperor of the 18,000 realms all the realms that we know and that we don't know a king, an emperor of this world, a king of this world would be the king of a, a, a chunk on earth, a part of the face of the earth. God is the emperor, the king, king of kings, the king of all the realms, who is the sultan of pre-eternity and post-eternity. A king would be a king for the duration of his reign. God is forever. He is the eternal king. He is the sultan of pre-eternity and post-eternity. So if that is what we expect from the kings, what about God? He has sent down the wise Quran, which is a, he has sent down the wise Quran. We talked about the, uh, you know, days that are graced by the splendid ramifications of a king's royal power. What about sending down the Quran? Is that not a splendid ramification of God's royal power? He has sent down the wise Quran, which is a glorious decree, looking to those 18,000 realms, all the realms, and facing them during the noble Ramadan. He has sent it during the noble Ramadan. This is the day to be commemorated. Of course, Wisdom calls for that Ramadan to become in effect a divine celebration, a lordly display, and a spiritual assembly. This is the day when the general laws will be put aside and the king, the emperor, the king of kings will turn to his subjects, especially his loyal subjects, with special blessings, with special bestowals. He will bring them to his unveiled presence. He will fill their arms with his personal favors. He will turn to them. They will have his attention. We have his attention in this day, in this month. We have God's attention in this month. This is the month to turn to him. And the Quran is his decree by by 
latching onto his decree, his word, we can we can draw close to him by increasing our love for his beloved. We can draw closer to him by increasing our worship for him. We can draw closer to him. If we take one step toward him, he comes. He comes running to us. We need to take a step. We need to take a step toward him. Madam Ramazan Obayramdır. Since Ramadan is that celebration, elbette bir derece süfli ve hayvani meşagilden insanları çekmek için oruca emredilecek. Ve o orucun ekmeli ise mide gibi bütün duyguları, gözü, kulağı, kalbi, hayali, fikri gibi cihazat-ı insaniyeye dahi bir nevi oruç tutturmaktır. Yani muharremattan, malayaniyattan çekmek ve her birisine mahsus ubudiyete sevk etmektir. Mesela dilini yalandan, gıybetten ve galiz tabirlerden ayırmakla ona oruç tutturmak ve o lisanı tilavete Kur'an ve zikir ve tesbih ve salavat ve istiğfar gibi şeylerle meşgul etmek, mesela gözünü namahreme bakmaktan ve kulağını fena şeyleri işitmekten men edip, gözünü ibrete ve kulağını hak söz ve Kur'an dinlemeye sarf etmek gibi sair cihazata da bir nevi oruç tutturmaktır. Zaten mide en büyük bir fabrika olduğu için oruçla ona tatili eşgal ettirilse, başka, bir, başka küçük desgahlar kolayca ona ittiba ettirilebilir. So, Ramadan is that celebration. Since Ramadan is that celebration, of course, in it will be the command to fast in order to pull people away from preoccupations that are to some extent lowly and animalistic. The Sultan has declared this day a day of celebration. He has invited all his subjects to this great arena where the celebrations are taking place. Leave whatever you are doing on that day. If you are an ironsmith, leave your hearth, leave your hammer, put on your beautiful clean clothes, go to the arena where the celebrations are taking place. Yes, you are preoccupied. Yes, you need to take care of your affairs. You need to earn your livelihood, etc., etc., and you are doing all of that in his name after all he is the true provider you are not providing he is providing but this is a duty that he he wants you to to fulfill right but there is an opportunity on this day that you are also required to stop doing certain things some of what you have been doing is not really necessary you can go for you know 15 hours without eating and drinking you can go with an hour of an hour perhaps two hours of less sleep by standing in qiyam uh, standing for taraweeh prayers after the last prayer of the day you can talk a little less you can spend you know some, somewhat less time i don't know watching movies or listening to meaningless music browsing the internet, reading newspapers, um, reading news that you are going to forget tomorrow and have, will have no idea in a month from now. You can do without many things. Fasting is an opportunity and a prescription for that. 
of course in it in the month of Ramadan will be the command to fast in order to pull people away from preoccupations that are to some extent lonely and animalistic and the most perfect form of fasting so how is how is fasting supposed to be then in order to pull you away from those unnecessary preoccupations and the most perfect form of fasting is to have all senses the eye the ear and human faculties all human faculties or all the equipment that is given to to you in order to trade in this world such as the heart the imagination and the mind fast along with the stomach so fasting is not only not eating and not drinking but all the senses all the faculties all the equipment that is given to the human being need to have their share from fasting that is to say to pull them away from what is lawfully prohibited haram and meaningless and direct them each to their specific form of worshipful slavehood so what is lawfully lawfully prohibited we we uh inshallah may that be the case we tend to be relatively better in this because it is clear we know it we uh, get used to abstaining from it avoiding it from our childhood especially if we grew up in a muslim family or muslim society say we don't drink alcohol say we don't eat pork say we don't steal say we don't inshallah uh, backbite right but there are also lots of meaningless things that are taking away from the taking away the precious time that we need to get as much of the special bestowals personal favors of the, the the emperor on this state we need all of our you know all, both of our hands if we had ten thousand hands we would we would need all those ten thousand hands right we need to use all of them we need to pull them away from what is lawfully prohibited and also from what is meaningless and direct them each to their specific form of worshipful slavehood and that is the way to earn those bestowals to receive those bestowals our heart has a form of worshipful slavehood it loves the prophet وسلم, for instance it loves god it loves good things right our eyes have a special form of worshipful slavehood our heart for instance avoids the whisperings of the satan our eyes avoid what is prohibited right every limb every organ every faculty every equipment that we are given has a special specific form of worshipful slavehood and we need to maximize our utilization of all of them in this month for example to have one's tongue fast by disengaging it from lying backbiting and obscene expressions and to occupy that tongue with the recitation of the quran and with things like remembrance dhikr glorification tasbih and sending salutations salawat to the prophet وسلم, saying allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina muhammad and asking for forgiveness istighfar oh god forgive me 
Astaghfirullah. Right? Doing all of these, avoiding what is prohibited, what is meaningless, and increasing our engagement with what yields fruits of paradise. Or, for example, to have other organs also fast by prohibiting one's eye from looking at marriageable members of the other sex, i.e. what is prohibited to, to look at for a man or for a woman of the uh, other sex, and one's ear from hearing evil things. And these are just examples. And by devoting one's eye to what is edifying and ear to true and meaningful words and the Quran. As a matter of fact, since the stomach is the largest factory, if it is given a break from working, other small workbenches can easily be made to follow it. And this is the beauty of fasting. When the stomach is full, the body is beaming with energy and the lower soul then is awakened and it starts to turn around and look at everything and it is attracted to all sorts of things and it also feels that it has the ability to do it because it's the, the body is being with energy but when the stomach takes a break when there is a decrease in the the amount of nutrition when the body feels it's impotence weakness and the lower soul is left without means to be running around and wreaking havoc then it's a good opportunity to start to think about maximizing the utilization of all those faculties that each have their specific forms of worship both in the form of abstaining what is prohibited and in the form of struggling to fulfill duties and do good do good deeds maybe may i and maybe all and may all believers in this world be able to benefit from this blessed celebration during which god has opened the, the, the gates of his munificence and giving giving in ways that we cannot even imagine may we all be able to open our hands and receive them subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahu man alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha salawat